American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This video is brought to you by Liquid IV. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, we just watched Reacher episode eight out of season two, the finale for it. And I thought that it was a strong close to the season. I thought it was really strong. I remember last season people feeling a bit up and down about the way how. See, I screwed. I don't want to talk about last season. Let's talk about this. <laughs> this season, I thought uh, ended. They they wrapped up everything well. It was exciting. It was tense. I thought the last few minutes, uh, as they were wrapping up with how they dispersed the money to everyone, the sixty five million dollars. I really don't know how you evenly disperse all that. That's so much money. That's yeah. so much. It's like okay, like I give this guy five million, I give this person five, 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 ten. I still got like thirty million dollars left, you know. Yeah, totally. So like everyone they cut around to him, like how much did everyone get exactly? Yeah, like, even the kids. Millions. Yeah, there's that's millions of dollars. But the 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 connection between um, the uh, our core group of the of the one ten special investigators, uh, the la- the last episode in this one really let me feel that bond and that core unit between them uh, and and it ends on a note where I would like to see them back I, w- I, w- I very much enjoy that and I felt the uh, melancholy goodbye that he was feeling you know like this really is his family whereas in last season he was a stranger and wandered in a town made some connections this really was his family mm-hmm. and he's this is the second time he's had to say goodbye to them and I could feel some of that. it was kind of clenching in my heart a little bit I felt I felt the uh, the uh, bittersweetness of it all because even though they get a have like brighter futures ahead of them due to you know the financial gains and other prospects that have occurred from it at the same time yeah it's you know reacher doing his reacher thing and reaching on to a new city after explosive action just kept getting caught up in how he could like ride a bus and not have like a phone or headphones or any of that just it's just like the man can master non-stimulation whilst deleting some of the most stimulated experiences I can never fathom being a part of. Well, it's like that Um, thing they say, it's like, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this as a person who stopped eating added sugar, is like, you know, everything around you, all the natural foods become more flavorful when you get used to that. So maybe Reacher 
in not indulging in various distractions is just like getting the most juice out of every single moment and scenario. So maybe on that bus, you know, he's collecting people's stories. He's hearing the vibrations of the road and he's seeing the motherland, the heartland, I should say, in a in a good, I don't know. That could be one of it. That could be. But it is a, it is a funny trope of like, is he just sitting here staring out the window the entire time? <laughs> or talking to whatever old person wants to talk to him. <laughs> there are some funny action cliches that went down here. Like, I have a hard time believing. In this world, I believe it. But when I step back and think about it, Homeland letting him use the missile on the helicopter. A little bit of a much there. Uh, so what you did. And there are some storylines that I thought could have paid off in a more cathartic way, the way with AM, how they, they were really building that up. They, they really built it up. And it seemed like they were dividing their time between build up between showdown with Langston or showdown with AM. And, and AM has demonstrated himself to be the more lethal, ruthless, calibrated one. So it seemed like, oh, this could be a real foe for him. This could be someone who yeah. could not just challenge him physically, but mentally, you know, that could be a real cat and mouse game about it, especially with the amount of time they spent separate from Langston and Reacher, just like he had his own show taking place yeah. <laughs> whenever we cut to him that I really thought we were building to something with him. And I feel like the show was intentionally doing that. So I did feel like, while it's cool when they all like shoot him, uh, yeah. I did feel a tad bit like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess that's it. And because they were like divided time between him and Langston and Langston, as much as he was the guy in charge, he never felt as threatening as AM did. And because yeah. of that, I'm like, yeah, I wanted Langston to die. Sure, he did some messed up things, but he was kind of a one note character. He wasn't as interesting of a character, as great of an actor as Robert Patrick is. He's one of our greats. He, it's the, the, the character's very one note. Very stock. Yeah, he's a very stock villain with the swear words. He's always, like, angry. You know? <laughs> he ain't shit at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you want him to die. But I, for me, I was at least looking forward to a showdown with AM because with the amount of buildup they were doing with it. So that part... A little let down by. And then the stuff with the senator would have probably felt a little more rewarding if that wasn't, if that was a little more fleshed out too. Sure. So there, there, there was a lot more pieces than last season. So some stuff while always hitting that cool note. Yeah. While it was always cool. Hmm. And while the performers were always really good. And while you would get, like, action and violence in certain moments that were, like, sweet. And, and while I felt the emotions of the wrap-up here, probably stronger than I did for season one, honestly, I still feel like ah, they kind of missed the ball on a couple of things here that I feel like could have been stronger. And, you know, there's other narrative choices that we've already been over and probably beaten to death by this point mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, other things involving like building up the 110 instead of just saying no mess with the 110 like really just getting time with that and blah 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 there's other things that we've uh really touched on quite a bit uh but in terms of this finale it was those those shortcomings that don't make me dislike the finale i just feel like there was a stronger finale that probably could have risen up uh, outside of that, though, it uh, is still like very entertaining, and I would really like to see season three. I'd still like to see the one ten return, mm -hmm. and 
about it, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, John, do you? Uh, I left a lot for you there. You left. I think I. Everything. I'm pretty sure I. I'm pretty sure to do that. All right, Reject Nation. So today I want to share something with you that has been a wonderful addition to my health and fitness journey that I discovered during the holidays, and that is Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. I'm down to my very last packet, and I'm freaking out, but it's okay. I got more in the mail. Now, a lot of you have been so kind to notice how I've been working on my physical health. Thank you for all the compliments. And one thing I learned is that proper hydration is absolutely crucial, especially post-workout and pre-filming after post-workout. And my wife actually introduced me to this product, which is perfect because we not only care about quality, but a good taste and quality product. Whether it's after a sweaty workout or just after, you know, a good night out, you know what I'm saying? Efficient hydration and replenishing electrolytes is key. You just feel better and it tastes fantastic. I can't emphasize that enough. Another thing that I'm always on the lookout for too is products that have zero sugar or zero sugar added because that's one of my main dietary restrictions throughout the week. And they of course got products that fit that description that also taste good too. So yes, thank you so much. So Liquid IV's hydration multiplier is in summary is they are a non-GMO electrolyte drink that delivers hydration into your bloodstream faster and more efficient than water alone. Sometimes drinking a whole gallon is not always efficient, but in fact, it can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Also big on efficiency. Plus, it's packed with 11 essential vitamins, and we know vitamins are good for the body. It's vegan, soy-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free. You can customize the water amount to your taste. Again, perfect for post-night recovery, traveling, or just having a big night out. You know what I mean? No, I won't. So, if you want to boost your support for the channel and boost your hydration game, go to liquidiv.com and use promo code REJECTS at checkout. That's liquidiv.com, promo code REJECTS. And remember, Liquid IV, it's not a real IV, but it sure feels like it. So stay hydrated, stay healthy, and let's keep crushing those health and fitness goals together in the year 2024. Are you going to so share subjects? your opinion? I did not touch on here. <laughs> in this episode? No, I would agree. <laughs> I think that, yeah, the, the totality of this season, I'm sure after season one's major success, they probably had to look around and go, okay, what do we maintain for this, and what do we tweak a little bit to play to that much broader of an audience? And so I feel like this is a little bit more down the rabbit hole of action movie cliches than the first season. Not in a, again, not in a bad way. I've enjoyed most all of it. And yeah, I do, I, I, yeah, in terms of the villain presence, I feel like they split the personality and the physicality in half. So it's like you have Langston, who's technically the, like, shot Colin action taken guy whereas you know am is very much like the ooh, this is an interesting presence and he's got this demeanor and you know he's always very calm and he's just snaking his way across the country and uh and yeah ultimately the impact of both of those is a bit dampened by a the fact that yeah langston is just bad guy he's just bad guy <laughs> you know and it's a bummer that they don't capitalize as much like robert patrick is good but he's he's this is the flavors of this character are things he could do in his sleep and then with am i appreciate maybe the subversion of the idea that you're working your way across the country and you're like oh yeah these plots are going to collide and it's going to be something big and even the idea that he's there being like no i'm just the i'm just the money guy i'm not you know i don't have the same philosophy like i thought that was a sort of interesting note that they started to play before they, you know, killed him. But, uh, yeah, like for the build of that mystery and just the cool presence they heaped upon him, it does feel like, Oh, that's like a last minute thing we got to take care of now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. rather than like, Oh man, this major thread is about to get wrapped up. 
so yeah, I think the first, the only thing I'll say between this season and the first season is just that this moves a bit more like an actual action movie or something like that, whereas that first season moved more like a, like an atmospheric, you know, regional thing that happened to have action heavily involved in its execution. Um, so then you get to moments like in the finale where they're hanging out of a helicopter and Reacher's holding the stretcher. And like, I like that stuff. I think that's cool. And it's relatively plausible within this world, but it is pushing further into the realm of big spectacle and things like that. And then you do have to rely on, yeah, the idea that Homeland Security will let you use this like, you know, corrupted piece of technology that has like horrific real world implications but just once because you're the good guys you know which is fine and, and and that kind of reminds me of a moment like the one in i think it was the previous episode where they like straight up murder that guy in the hospital and like the 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 ways in which the philosophical aspects of the show are maybe a little more fast and loose this season because uh i feel like aspects like that last time around would have been like very fleshed and very like understood from an emotional and a, and a contextual standpoint. Whereas here, there is a little bit of getting by on like, well, they're, well, we trust Jack and they're all just so badass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but this season still has things that I'm going to be thinking back on and, and remembering. I mean, everything with Russo, I really liked a lot. Uh, and that left an impact, even though his presence on screen maybe was a bit short lived. And yeah, like all the members of the one tenth, I like in retrospect, thinking back and going oh man like we had our suspicions and we were worried that certain twists would come along and no they they proved to be the characters that you know the guy we all trust said they were and and i i was gratified to reach the end and not have to do something where like oh dixon turns around and is like ah, you couldn't just leave it alone could you you know or something like that and uh yeah like the 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 places you meet these characters, especially somebody like O'Donnell and the kind of jokes and the and the you know notes that they pin on each one to give them their distinct flavor. By the end, they all felt like yeah, characters bonded with history and also a new chapter to that history that we all got to witness. So yeah, I, I still am like you said, really excited for the next season. This one had some adjustments that didn't like hamper the experience for me but that i did notice and i am curious to see how they may be smooth out moving forward but yeah all in all this is a pretty straightforward finale but i definitely was satisfied by the end i was i felt like uh you know had a had a nice you know hearty action meal <laughs> yeah yeah solid stuff all around and overall a touching conclusion to a season where you get the i, I think they hit the beats perfect when it came to Neely and Reacher at the very end of how they would have a sentimental moment. You know, these two characters specifically. Yeah. You know? So I really feel like they understood it. And uh, there was something about Neely being at the restaurant completely unscathed, like not a mark on her. That just made me love her. Yeah. Like uh, something about that specific. <laughs> this, this girl just... She's not perfect. She really tries hard, and uh, she works her butt off. And then just like look at her at the end, just like, hey, she's cool as cool as a cucumber, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Uh, yeah, I really like her a lot, man. I'm excited. I'm sure she'll be back between um, sure. all the other members. But ladies and gentlemen, what do you think about this season? Do you like it more than season one? Are you excited for season three? What pitfalls do you think this came to? What were your favorite parts? Be curious to know. Leave it all in the comments below. 
Thank you so much for being here, and we will chat with all of you guys soon. Hopefully see you for Season 3 whenever the hell that comes out. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.